Collective, man, how's your day going so far today? That's exactly how my day was today. That, that exact same thing. You're like, I can't really go, woohoo. It was kind of like mediocre. I don't know if it was the, the rain, kind of the changing weather, but can I just be honest with you? I'm never going to get on this stage without you seeing my full heart on my sleeve. Today was a tough day. And, and it's okay, we've talked about this before, it's okay to say it was a tough day. It was okay to say, like, man, today just felt off. I don't really feel like, man, it was a great day, but I'm just glad I made it here. And I, and I know you being in this room is exactly where you're supposed to be tonight. Here's a quick encouragement, a quick side note. Listen, I was telling some of the, the leadership group here at the Collective right before, I was not having a great day. I was about to leave the office just before I, I come back uh, to Collective to, to be able to preach and hang out with y'all. And I get an email in my inbox. And I'm one of those guys, if someone texts me, emails me, like, I'm pretty, like, right on it. Like, I'm, I'm going to read it right away and, and make sure I respond if it needs responding. Uh, or if it needs just to be on the read receipt, I leave on the read receipt for a little bit. I don't know if anybody else is like that. But this is an email. I was like, I'll just, I'll just look at it real quick. And it was just... One of those Holy Spirit moments, like somebody felt a conviction in their heart uh, to send me a message on, on this particular day when I was not having a great day, on this particular day when I was supposed to go preach a message I wasn't feeling super confident on, and they literally just encouraged me. Someone who's been a part of Collective in the past, they haven't been here very much, and they felt compelled to just say, hey, thank you for what you do, and keep doing what you're doing. And I just... I left that, like, that, that email, and I was kind of like a little pep in my step, and I was like, that's exactly what I needed. And I don't know about you, here's a quick encouragement. If you don't get anything out of this message, it literally has nothing to do with my message, but I do want to say this. If you feel a compelling uh, pull towards your heart to encourage somebody, to send them a text, uh, to write them an email, to write them a card, do it. You have no idea how it might change the trajectory of their day how it might change their attitude, and so I'm not saying that's the only reason. I'm like, got this pep in my step now, but it was a big reason that I feel the way I do in this message tonight. So hopefully that might encourage you a little bit, but also just to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and listen to the Holy Spirit. But here's the question I have for you tonight as we kind of get started here at Collective. If I were to ask you a question, what matters most to you? What matters most to you? How, how would you answer that? If I was to say it this way, what are like the top three things in your life that like are priorities to you? Here's what I want you to do, right where you're at. Some of you have notes, some of you don't. Some of you have your phones, all of you have your phones, I'm sure. I want you to pull out whatever you have, your notes, a pen, your phone, pull up the notes section, and I want you to just list them out real quick. I'm gonna keep talking. Write the, the top three things that are the most important to you. If you're like, ah, man, that's a lot of pressure. I don't know how, what order to put them. Don't, don't worry about order. Just top three things real quick. Shouldn't take long. They're important to you. So you should write them down. Maybe you only have one. Maybe you're like, this is the only thing that's important to me. My dog is the only thing that matters to me. Could be your cat, which we all know about cats. Evil. All right. Write them down. I'm waiting for you. Some of you are looking at me, which means I don't even know you're not doing it, or you're like, you already wrote them down, and I missed it. It's important. You gotta, you gotta write them down. Top three things. What matters most to you? 
It may change after I read this. When I was preparing this message, I came across an article from Rick Warren, another pastor, and, and he says it this way, a quote. I want to read it to you. He says, I've noticed that you can tell what's important to people by what they brag about, but I want to change it real quick. Think about it in this context. What's important to people by what they brag about, what they talk about, what they post about, what they snap about, what they talk about, all right? Whatever it says brag, think about the full context of what you do. If their kids are the most important, they brag or they post or they talk about their kids. If their job, their career is the most important thing in their life, they brag about their job. If, if travel and having experiences is most important, that's what they talk about. If, if partying on the weekends or, or, or buying new clothes is what you talk about the most, guess what you value most? Listen to this. You brag, you post, you snap. You talk about what you value most. For me, man, that was like, like a gut check. Because if I had to be honest with you, man, the, the things that I brag the most about is my wife. I love her dearly. I talk about her. I post about her. Uh, I encourage her. Uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of those. And I brag about my kids. I absolutely love my kids. And, and if just a, a forewarning, my wife is about to go in labor any moment. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to preach tonight. I said, Katie, if you can wait till after Tuesday night, then you can have this baby. But just a forewarning, if you follow me on any social media, you are about to be overloaded with pictures of, of this new baby girl that's about to be born, all right? But I, I brag about it. Oh, you hear that, honey? They're cheering for you. They're saying, you can do this. You got this. I brag about my job. I believe I have the greatest job in, in, in all of the world. It's tough, it's hard, but man, I love what I get to do. Hanging out here on Tuesday nights, but this isn't all I do. Uh, there's counseling sessions, there's premarital counseling, there's, there's crisis counseling, there's funerals. There, the whole thing, I love what I get to do for Jesus. I brag about it. But that's separate than what I kind of want to talk to you about because I have to separate my job, the things I get to do for Jesus, and then the gut check was, how much do I actually brag about Jesus? My relationship with him. How much do I post about, man, his goodness, his mercy, his love? How much do I talk about that with my family, my friends? For me, I have to like separate, and it was kind of a gut check for me because I realized I brag about a lot of things, and, and honestly, Jesus is not always at the top of the list of my priorities. The title of this message is, is do you know what matters to me? And when I originally was writing this, I was like, you know, what, what, what is the most important thing to me? But what I want us to, to think about, I want us to go in a whole different way of thinking, is what matters most to God? Because what matters most to God should matter the most to me. And so we're going we're gonna to kind of rebuild our thought process tonight. Uh, we're going to kind of build it from the ground up. And we're going to kind of go on this journey together. And we're going to look at, man, God's simple plan for us and what it looks like to uh, value the things that matter most to him that he expresses to us. He has an incredible plan and purpose for each and every single one of us. So the first thing we need to do, the first takeaway for tonight if you're taking notes, is understand the blueprint. Before you kind of get into a, a building project, you got to go to a blueprint. 
you got to have a good plan. you got to know what goes where and how it goes. And you got to have some good engineers and good architects. And, and they all create this, this blueprint. And listen, we have the most perfect blueprint in God's word. But I get it. Listen, here's a quick side note. Some of us lean so heavily on other people presenting that blueprint to us that we don't take it for ourselves. We don't read it for ourselves. Some of us, we, we come to collective and we're like, man, I need someone to explain God's blueprint to me. I need the preacher to do it, or I need my church to do it, or I need my favorite YouTube pastor to do it. And you totally miss out, totally miss out what God has in store for each and every single one of you. He has created you to be in this intimate personal relationship with him. He's laid it out for you to engage with him. His word is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching and correcting and training in righteousness and also rebuking. That's one we kind of forget about. That's what God's word is. It does all those things. And so, if you want to get into his blueprint, you have to, I want you to encourage you, read his blueprint. Find time in your week, in your day, to understand his blueprint. But here's one of the things he says. He lays out, and what matters most to him is this. So a Pharisee, a religious leader, came up to him and said, what's the greatest commandment? You guys know this. Here's how Jesus answered in Matthew 22. You, you probably know this by heart. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. First off, think about that. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. We make a lot of decisions based on this heart what we feel inside of it, and God is saying, listen, the, the, the greatest thing you could do is love me with all of your heart. And then he says, all of your soul, all of who you are, what makes uh, up who you are as a person. He's saying, I want you to love me with all your heart, with all of your soul, but also with all of your mind. And this is where a lot of us get stuck. We start overthinking things. We let our mind dominate our thoughts. And sometimes that's like what gets in the way of loving the Lord our God with everything is we, we overthink or we try to overthink God. So this is, the, this is his, what matters most to him. We need to love him with all of us. And then it's the, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law, listen, everything that was built on this uh, Old Testament law, everything the prophets talked about are based on these two commandments. It all sums up in loving God with everything that you are. That's what matters most to him and loving others. But the second thing is this. It's kind of related. In, in Matthew 6, going back just uh, a few chapters, it says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So what it's saying is like, man, listen, your, your priorities on your list, they may be a lot of good things, like my wife, my kids, my job. Those are all good things. Some of them you didn't want to write down some of the real priorities in your life. If you're honest with yourself, like what you spend the most time on, you're like, ooh, my weekends are my priorities, or mm, this addiction is my priority. You, you probably didn't write those down because you're like, the shame kind of got in the way. But what God is saying is we need to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and strength, and mind. We need to love others, and above all, seek everything through his kingdom. So that's, that is the blueprint. I mean, this, if you could look like wide angle his blueprint is that is we love him and we seek his kingdom and we love others 
The second thing we need to do in the building process is we need to start preparing the ground. Preparing the ground. And I, I give a lot of credit uh, to this sermon to HDTV, if I had to be honest with you. I don't know if it's because I'm mid-30s now. Uh, and I know that may shock some of you. You're like, whoa, you're mid-30s? Sweet. That's pretty cool. Um, some of you are like, yeah, you look mid-30s. But I watch a lot of HDTV. It started with Fixer Upper. Any Chip and Joe fans out there? Yeah. I've been seeing still some Magnolia trips. My wife and I, we went there. It was beautiful. It's awesome. And then it moved to uh, a newer show, Fixer to Fabulous, with Dave and Jenny Mars. Any Dave and Jenny Mars? Not so much yet. You'll get there. They're pretty cool people. They're kind of like clones of uh, Chip and Joe. And then I, I moved on to Rock the Block with Ty Pennington. Anybody remember Ty Pennington when he did all those extreme makeovers? He's like, move that bus! I can't talk like Ty Pennington, but he has that really annoying voice. Anyway, it's a really good show. You can really tell I love HGTV. But the, the one show that I've been really watching is the 100-Day Dream Home, all right? Anybody know the Clyde Schmitz, Micah, and Brian's? I have like four HGTV fans out there. Yes! Get off the Netflix and watch HGTV. It's wholesome TV, all right? Your kids love it when you get to that age, all right? But anyway, what the Clyde Schmitz do is they literally take a blueprint, and in 100 days, they, they take their clients' dreams and make it come true. In 100 days, they build this beautiful dream home. Like, and it is absolutely gorgeous. But what I love is after they get the blueprint, they always start, basically day one, is, is preparing the ground, scraping the ground, getting it ready to, to lay the foundation. And it's an important step, and I think we need to do this. And so as Christians, or maybe you're like not quite there yet, I wanna help us like prepare our hearts, prepare the ground. Like, we have the blueprint, and this is something we should do on a daily basis. I had to put this into practice today. All right, I told you, I didn't have a, such a great day. So I was like, how, how do I, man, like, start scraping some of that crud off my heart because the world creeps into our lives all the time, so I need to prepare my heart better. And, and, and Scripture lays it out for us in Philippians 4. This is a verse I was doing in my quiet time a couple weeks ago, and it's just one I keep coming back to. So I was like, I have to, I have, to, I have to make sure I tell you guys about this because it's so, so good. Philippians 4 says it this way. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I want leave that up there just for a little bit. So like today, as I'm not having such a, a good day, I'm, I'm reading the blueprint and, and, and I'm understanding it and I'm making sure I'm reminded of what matters most. And I'm trying to keep this mindset, this upper story mindset, man, I need to love God, I need to love people, I need to seek the kingdom stuff, but I'm still having a bad day. So I go back to this verse and I'm like, what in my life can I, can I start scraping out? What, what am I not fixing my thoughts on what is true? Like, am I fixing my eyes on, man, the, the truth is this. Is that God loves me, and he loves you, and you are his, his child if you claim that. You are loved. You matter so much to him. You matter so much. Do I, am I clinging on to that truth today? Am I, am I clinging on to what is honorable and right and pure? Listen, our minds go through so much stuff, and we do this to ourselves by what we, what we watch or what we look at on our phones. Sometimes that the impurities come through, but if we focus on Jesus, who is pure and lovely and admirable, like, I had to train my mind today, constantly, like, stop thinking about this, stop 
uh, focusing on, on how you're feeling. Instead, go back to Scripture, go back to His blueprint, and allow that to scrape that ground and get it, get it ready to, to have a, a remodel or, or start building a fresh house. I had to go back to that so many times, and maybe that's what you need to do throughout your week. You want to know what matters? This is the stuff that matters. These are the things we focus on. Anything that is excellent and worthy of praise. And let me just make it very clear. That's Jesus. He is excellent. He is perfection. He is holy. He's set apart. And he is definitely worthy of our praise. And so I want to encourage you, maybe you're having a tough week. You're having a tough day. Or you're going to have a tough day or a tough week. It's going to come. Maybe you just need to check your blueprint again. Start preparing the ground, and you do that by going back to his word and allowing his word to speak over you. That's what I had to do today, and I'm going to encourage you, man. You're going to need to do that as well. So once you get the blueprint, once you start preparing the ground, here's what I love. You start building your life on what matters. You build your life on what matters. And again, listen, what God says matters should matter a lot to us. So our, our life, our, our hopes, all should be built on, on Christ. So think about your, your priorities. Think about the things that you value most or that matter most to you. Think about the things you wrote down. Now the order matters. Because if you're starting to build on your success you're starting to build on, on your relationships, or you're starting to build uh, on your kids, or your status, or how much money you have. You're building with the wrong foundation. If you don't follow the intended plans, if you don't, if you don't look at the blueprints and follow it to exact specifications, listen, you're building it completely wrong, and it will fall, because a lot of times what we do is we're like, man, I, I think I can draw a blueprint for my life. And we start doing it. We start, we start drawing, we start scratching out God's master blueprint, like here's his plan for my life. And you say, you try taking your own control. And you start building it yourself. And you, and you start drawing, and you're like, yeah, this, this wall, it would be great for an open concept, man. I can just erase this load-bearing wall. And then all of a sudden you're like, that doesn't work. We have to build it on what matters, and it all goes back, it all goes back to being built on loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our minds. Jesus talks about, in Matthew 7, let's go there real quick, he says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, okay? It matters when you, when you follow his blueprint, it, he says you're wise. It's like a person who builds a house on solid rock, the rain comes, the torrents and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, but it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching, listen, who, who opens up the blueprint, who, who hears the word being preached, you go back to that, and you, and you hear it, and you, you read it, and you listen to it, and you don't obey it. You walk out of these doors, you, you read it, and, and you go on with your life, and you, you just ignore it. You try to create your own blueprint, is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. 
Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm like pumped up. I'm like, man, I don't want that. I don't want to be fool. I don't want to, I want to be wise. I want to build my life according to the blueprint. I need to make sure the ground is prepared to listen to what God tells me to, and I want to build it on what matters most, and that's his love. For some of you, man, tonight was just a gut check. Maybe it's just like a, it's kind of like an oil change. You came in here, and, and life wasn't completely bad, but you, you, you started taking God's blueprint for your life, and you just made a little minor corrections. You haven't made any big ones. You're not like completely disconnected from the Lord, but you've been making small corrections, and you're trying to be doing your own remodel. And tonight's like, no, nope. I need to lean on what he has for me. I need to love him. I need to love others. I need to seek the kingdom first in every area of my life. For others of you, you're like, you're on a whole new uh, level. You, you, you've been doing this on your own. You've never invited God to be a part of it. And maybe that needs to change tonight. That your big decision is to put the pen down. Put the pencil down. Stop trying to create your own blueprint. Trust him, his plan for your life. Let him start preparing the ground and start building it on solid rock. And that is only through Jesus Christ. But if we go back to the Rick Warren quote in the very beginning, excuse me, if you go back to it, I want to go back to his last line. You brag about what you value most. In other words, you boast. You boast in what you value most and what matters most to you. Jeremiah 9. Here's the last scripture I want to share with you tonight. And I encourage you, man, maybe you're writing these down. You go back and study them. Go a little bit deeper. Get the context of the scripture and, and do a study. But this is what it says in, in Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. Again, here we go. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom. Doesn't matter how smart you are. Doesn't matter how wise you are. Don't boast in that. Or, or the powerful boast in their, in their power. It, Listen, you may have a great position at your church, or you may have great status on your team, or you may, you may have a great status at your work and your friend group or your family. Don't, don't boast in the power you have, or the rich boast in their riches. Listen, you may have a lot of money. You may have a lot of resources. Don't boast in that. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone. That they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. If you're going to boast, if you're going to brag, if you're going to post, if you're going to snap, make sure the people around you know what truly matters to you. And that is your relationship with Jesus Christ. It is the firm foundation. It is the solid rock. It is the cornerstone. That is, the, that is what I want to build my life around. And I want to invite you to build your life around that truth as well. Because we will never... We will never take steps closer to God 
when we're following our own plans and our own desires. We got to trust the blueprint. We got to prepare the own, our own ground in our hearts. And we have to start building on what matters most. And that's the truth of knowing him. So I'm going to encourage you tonight. We're about to go into a time of worship. We're about to go into a time of response. And it could be a powerful time for some. It could be a time where there might be one. There might be two. There might be several. Who for the first time you decide, I need Jesus. I, I need him because I can't do this on my own. Listen, he's available to you, and he wants to meet you right where you're at. Doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter what you're going through right now, doesn't matter what you did right before you got here. He wants to say, you are my child, and you matter. You matter so much to him. In just a bit, there's going to be someone on both sides. Or I'm going to be in the very back. I'm sure someone else will be back there. Anybody that has a, a collective leadership tag, they'll help you walk through what it looks like to start living this life. We don't have it all figured out, but we do know this. Our hope, our lives are built on Christ. And we put a, a stake in the ground. We stepped over the line. And we're following him. And I want to invite you to do that. For the rest of you, you have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know how this message is hitting you. Like I said, it, it may just be a, a reset for you. It may just be, uh, hey, I, I grabbed this one thing out of it. Or, hey, I just need to shift some priorities around. It was just, it was a good gut check. But maybe for you, you just need to come forward on the steps. Get on your knees and just humble yourself. That's what Tuesday nights are about. Humbling yourself and just taking one step closer to Jesus. And getting your focus right. So let's do that. Let's be active in our response today. Would you guys stand with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I'm so thankful for opportunities to gather with, with these, these friends. They come from all different backgrounds. They all have different stories. They all have different testimonies. But yet you bring us here. And we can be united by, by one thing and one thing only. And that is how much you love us and how much we matter to you. You outlined to us what matters most, and that is our love and response to that. God, I pray that as followers of you, man, we love you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our minds. We love each other well, even though it's hard sometimes. I pray that in this world, we, we seek the kingdom of God above all things. God, I pray. I pray for moments such as these where where you are, 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 are cultivating something inside of our hearts. You're preparing the ground so that something beautiful can be built. God, I pray for moments like these. That, that faith, faith is put in motion. It doesn't just stand still. It doesn't just stay in the same spot. It, it takes active steps closer to you. And I just pray for moments like these, God, that we take steps closer, humbling ourselves before you, Jesus. We pray all this in your name. Amen.